0: Yes Five,
1: four, three, two, one. Welcome to Up in Your Business with Carrie McCoy, a production of Flagandbanner.com. Through storytelling and conversational interviews, this weekly radio show offers listeners firsthand insight in starting and running a business, the ups and downs of risk-taking and the commonalities of successful people. Connect with Carrie through her candid, often funny, and informative weekly blog where you'll read and comment on life as wife, mother, daughter, and entrepreneur. And now it's time for Carrie McCoy to get all up in your business.
0: Thank you, Jason. Like Jason said, I'm Carrie McCoy, and it's time for me to get up in your business. Before we start, I want to introduce my newest co-host, who you just heard from, Jason Malik. He's not really new to the show. His company, Arise Studios in Conway, Arkansas, has been behind the scene recording our show and making podcasts available for a long time. But when Chris Cannon, my last co-host, left Arkansas, went to pursue his career in, I think he said Tennessee, Uh, It was a natural fit for uh, Jason to move from behind the scenes to the hot seat. So today, not only will Jason be recording a podcast, if you're watching on Facebook, you see he's busy as he can be. So he not only will be recording a podcast to be made available next week, he will also be managing the board and taking your calls. So say hello, Jason.
1: Hello, Ua.
0: Before we start, oh, I've already introduced everybody. If right now you're sitting at your computer, you might want to watch us live on flagandbanner.com's Facebook page. It's kind of fun to see what goes on behind the scenes. And at the breaks, it's real-time reality radio. We were just cutting up and waving everybody on Facebook right before we went on the air. If for some reason you miss any part of this show today, want to hear it again or share it, there's a way. And Jason will tell you how.
1: Listen to all UIYB past and present interviews by going to flagandbanner.com and clicking on radio show. Also, by joining our email list or liking us on Facebook, you'll get a reminder notification that day of the show with a sneak peek of that day's guest. Back to you, Carrie.
0: This show up in your business with Carrie McCoy began as a platform for me, a small business owner and a guest to pay forward our experiential knowledge in a conversational way. Originally, my team and I thought it would speak to entrepreneurs and want to be entrepreneurs, but it seems to have had a wider audience appeal because after all, who isn't inspired by everyday people's American-made stories? To see people in their totality is humanizing. We all thirst to connect and make sense of an overcomplicated world, and on this show, we have the luxury of time to go deeper than a mere soundbite or headline. It's no secret that successful people work hard, but other common traits found in many of my guests are the heart of a teacher, belief in a higher power, and creativity, because business in of itself is creative. My guest today, Mr. Harold Joyner, checks all the aforementioned boxes. He is a hard worker, having founded his company Fence World, right after college. He has the heart of a teacher, evident by his over 30 years of volunteerism at the Boys Club of Central Arkansas, where he's been a baseball coach, a basketball coach, and now serves on the board. And more recently, he and his wife Jeannie founded the Joiner Family Scholarship Fund for the University of Arkansas's incoming students. And because I see Harold at church every Sunday, I assume he believes in a higher power, or at least he's working on it. And last, he is creative. To stay in business for 30 plus years, which he has, you must be creative. In the last four decades, business has seen the deregulation of the telecommunication and banking industries, been through two wars, two recessions, and a dot-com boom. Not to mention just the designing and installation of fences of any kind is a creative puzzle. It is a pleasure to welcome to the table the quiet and smart man with a big heart, Mr. Harold Joyner. Thank you so
2: much for having me today.
0: Hey, Harold. Are your parents entrepreneurs? Uh,
2: my dad was, yes. What did he do? My dad was in the construction business.
0: Oh, so you're kind of
2: in the construction business. Yes, yes. He uh, was heavy construction, built roads and bridges. He's uh, an engineer? Uh, no, wasn't an engineer. Just uh, worked hard and uh, started his own company when I was in high school. Uh, oh, so Jordan you watched. Cranford Burke Construction Company.
0: So you uh, watched?
2: I did. Uh, I built a lot of fences for that company uh, early on, a lot of highway fences, which uh, no fun at all, but hard work.
0: I think it's good for young men to do that kind of hard work. It, it is. It helps you with your work ethic.
2: It is. It, my 15th birthday, I went to work for a fence company, Allied Fence here in Little Rock. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think they're still around, but uh, I, I did that for you know, all through high school.
0: Um, So so you watched your father start his business and then you went to college, saying I'm never going to build a fence again, probably.
2: Yes. (laughs) Exactly.
0: (laughs) And what did you major in?
2: Uh, Business.
0: Uh, Oh, did you get an MBA or just four years?
2: Just four years.
0: Did you go to University of Arkansas? I
2: did. I went to University of Little Rock and then transferred to Southern Methodist for a couple of years.
0: Southern Methodist, SMU in uh, Dallas, you know that's called the Southern Millionaire University. You do know that, don't you?
2: Well, I do now. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're talking
0: about. That's the nickname was, for SMU. It, it
2: is. It's, it's. It was a good school. It uh, is a great
0: school. The Mustangs. Yes. You're surprised I know that probably. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Um, you met your wife at, at SMU?
2: I, at UALR. When I came back to UA, UA Little Rock, they they say UA Little Rock now.
0: Yeah, they've changed it.
2: Uh, but uh, we met when I returned to uh, Little Rock from Dallas, uh, we went out on a blind date. And, really? And we've been going out ever since that first night.
0: You don't hear about very many blind dates working out.
2: Well, that that this one did.
0: Yeah, for thirty something years, I think.
2: Well, f- 30, 37 this year. We'll you better get it
0: right. She's listening. <laughs> this this will be
2: we'll we'll have been together thirty nine, but this will be thirty seven years that we'll have been married in December.
0: So you went to school at the University of Arkansas at Fayetteville. Is that right? Or in Uh, Little Little Rock. Rock. In Little Rock. Rock. And then you went to SMU in Dallas. And then you came back to school?
2: And finished up at UA Little Rock.
0: I'm not even going to ask you why all that kept happening because you're a college kid. And who knows? Right. um, So um, when you decided to get married, you had two sons. Yes and were you building fences for allied at that time
2: i i started uh my senior year at ua little rock i was i was building fences i was subcontracting i bought an old pickup truck i actually built fence when i was at in dallas and then i bought an old pickup and started subcontracting for allied and sears sears and roebuck which most people don't think of them as a fence company but they're at at the time they were the largest fence company in the united states Uh, they sold installed products roofing uh, gutters all types of things and so i did that until i graduated in 81 and the same year i formed fence world and that's and our first son was born in 85 and then our second son was born in eighty. I was married in eighty one, the same year I graduated and started Fence World. So
0: you got married in what year?
2: Eighty one.
0: You had your first son when? Eighty five. And you had and you started Fence World in eighty one. Oh, so you weren't. I was thinking that you you've started Fence World closer to when you had your son. And I was going to say that was probably risky business thinking I have a son and I'm just going to start out on my own. So by the time you had your son, you were feeling pretty good about your business.
2: Uh, well, yes. I, at the, I was doing a lot of highway work, which I mentioned earlier i wasn't feeling that great about but uh in in 1988 a year after my second son was born then i started doing some commercial work here in little rock for a company and that's really changed things
0: so highway department fences are those the concrete blocks that you see
2: no those uh that's kind of a new thing uh the the in the highway barrier fences along the medians mm-hmm. are, are pretty new I, i've never really built any of those uh, years ago some uh you know, not as strong of that type of fence but uh most of them were just uh link. well they're field fences controlled access fences on the side of the interstates on the right of way
0: so they're not really related- to to protect you from running into each other just barriers to keep from going down the wrong road and you know it wasn't crowded with the drive with as many people on the road as there is today right right so you didn't have to worry about as many people you know changing lanes or moving going into head-on well, traffic the
2: fences the ones that we built in the highway fences were were mo- mostly for access to keep farmers from driving their tractors up on the highway oh. and controlling the access to people getting up on, on animals off the highway and
0: Oh, so like the, out in the rural areas. Right, the ones see, that I'm people are seeing. You're, you're thinking the, uh, or the yeah. highway
2: barrier fences yes. that are in the medians. Mm-hmm. Which I can't imagine having to work at the median of an interstate. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. So um, you decide to have another son, or okay. you have another son. You did decide, and business is doing good. Do either one of them work with you?
2: They don't. Uh, my older son uh, lives in San Francisco with his wife, uh, Jonathan and Lauren, and. Uh, my younger son, Jason, lives in Richmond, Virginia with his wife, Liza.
0: Did your father have anything to do with you starting that business, you think? The fact that he was an entrepreneur and you watched it.
2: Well, he he had a friend that owned a fence company that I had met. And on, right before my 15th birthday, I asked my dad if I could go to work for him. And if he said I cut my hair and shave my beard, then he'd hire me. And so I called the chief <laughs> at Allied Fence Company and went to work for him.
0: Some things just never change. Right? If you will sh- cut your beard, and cut your hair and shave your beard. I'm going to say that to you, Jason. Look at him over there. you
1: uh, <laughs> are you picking on a new co-host for? <laughs> <laughs> but, I got this job with long hair and a beard.
0: That's right.
2: But I did on my 15th birthday. went to work for Allied, and I did that during, you know, until about the time I graduated from high school. And then that's when I started subcontracting and through college.
0: So, you just got the entrepreneurial spirit in you all the way.
2: I've pretty much worked for myself since I was about 18, I guess. Do
0: you think college helped you at all? Oh,
2: incredible help. My uh, degree is in business management. Uh, My senior year, I had a small business administration class. And the thing, our, our assignment for the semester is my senior year was to follow a business the entire semester. And I asked the professor if, instead of following a business, if I could create a business to follow. And so I pretty much created the mold fence world while I was in college, my senior year. And then when I graduated, that's what I—that is what so I did.
0: smart. I hope that everybody's listening to that. Just take your college, take your opportunities at college to to do something real.
2: Yes, college is important. I mean, it's it's not it's not for everyone. I mean, mm-hmm. but it's. If, if you take advantage of it. I mean, I, I think back now, there's things I would do completely different in college.
0: Like what? Not like, drink?
2: <laughs> that's, that's one of the things. Uh, uh, I, I probably would have uh, gone to law school. You know, thinking back.
0: You like to read a lot?
2: I do. I do. My younger son's an attorney in Richmond. And I always thought that I would be a good attorney, and my friends accuse me of practicing law in my business because all business people tend to practice law at times.
0: Yeah. yeah. What type of an attorney would you be?
2: You know, I don't know. I you
0: never, do too.
2: I'd probably be a trial lawyer.
0: Would you really be a trial lawyer? Yeah.
2: That's probably what I would have. What done. kind of
0: cases would you like?
2: Oh, I don't know. The, kind of, the one you saw on television. Those are yeah. murders. Right.
0: You want to be a murder trial well, lawyer? No,
2: not not necessarily.
0: Golly, you are such an oxymoron. <laughs> he doesn't look like that at all. <laughs> uh,
2: you know, it would have, uh, I just think that it would have been interesting to, uh, to study the law and to, uh,
0: you know. Try cases.
2: Try cases.
0: Would you work for the state or independent?
2: Uh, probably independent, I'm sure.
0: It's never too late.
2: Well, that's true. I've thought about that. I've encouraged my wife to go to law school. She likes. I think she would have been an incredible attorney.
0: Y'all could have the same name, Joiner Joiner.
2: Well, you know, it's interesting on the law
0: firm door, Joiner and Joiner. It's
2: absolutely interesting that there is a law firm in Texas, and maybe I shouldn't say this on the on the radio, but there is a Joiner and Joiner law firm in Texas, and they're two brothers, and their name are Jonathan and Jason.
0: Isn't that your son's name?
2: And that's my son's names and they're around the same age, maybe a little older, and they're in San Antonio. It's it's it's, a, it's, amazing. it's an incredible coincidence.
0: Where does your son live? Uh,
2: Richmond, Virginia.
0: But they're in San Antonio.
2: They're in San Antonio.
0: So that part's not a coincidence. Right,
2: right. And my other son's not an attorney either, so.
0: Well, you know, this show may be a springboard for you and Jeannie to start a lot, go back to school. That would be. You ends. are a busy guy. This is a great place to take a break. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Mr. Harold Joyner, president and founder of fence world in little rock, Arkansas. We'll talk about him becoming a lawyer. And no, I'm just kidding. We'll talk about starting and running your own business, the boys and girls club of central Arkansas, which is his passion. He's very passionate about it. And, um, and and what all it does and how you can get involved if you'd like or some opportunities there you might want to take advantage of. And we're going to talk about the Joiner Family Scholarship Fund at the University of Arkansas and who's eligible and how to apply. We'll be back after the break.
1: You're listening to Up in Your Business with Carrie McCoy, a production of Flag and Banner dot com. Over 40 years ago, with only $400, Carrie founded Arkansas Flag and Banner. During the last four decades, the business has grown and changed, starting with door-to-door sales, then telemarketing, to mail order and catalog sales. And now, a third of their sales comes through the internet. This past year, Flag and Banner added another internet feature, live chatting. Over time, Carrie's business and leadership knowledge grew. As early as 2004, she began sharing this knowledge in her weekly blog. In 2009, she founded a nonprofit Friends of Dreamland Ballroom, and in 2014, Brave Magazine. Today, she has branched out onto the radio with this very production, podcast, and live stream on Facebook. Each week on this show, you will hear candid conversations between her and her guests about real world experiences on a variety of businesses and topics. That we hope you'll find interesting and inspiring. If you like to ask Carrie a question or share your story, send her an email to questions at up in your That's questions at up in your Or send her a message on flagandbanner.com's Facebook page. Back to you, Carrie.
0: You're listening to Up In Your Business with me, Carrie McCoy, and I'm speaking today with philanthropist Mr. Harold Joyner and founder of Fence World in Little Rock, Arkansas. Before the break, we talked about him growing up in an entrepreneurial family. His daddy was in construction and started his own business when he was in high school. We talked about going to college and how he thinks that it helped him and how he started his business plan for the current business that he has while he was actually in school when the professor or teacher said, uh, go go follow around... uh, another business and write about it. He said, well, how about I just do my own business plan and write about the business I want to have? I think that is a great suggestion for people to hear. And then we talked about, uh, things he'd like to do. And I'm kidding him and encouraging him and his wife to become lawyers because they've got that kind, they both like to read and they've got that kind of, um, uh, philosophical and methodical thought process y'all are really good analytical and and could really probably do great things like that and we need good lawyers in the world plus life is long you've only lived half your life probably that's that's true you've got a long ways to go so we talked about starting your business and the idea came from the fact that you were you started working for your dad in the construction building building fences in the construction business, building fences. And then you went to work for Allied Glass. Allied
2: Fence. My, Allied my, fence. my dad worked for a construction company, and, and I went to went to work for a friend of his who owned a fence company. And that's I just stayed with it. I mean, I, I never.
0: And then when did you make the leap to I'm going to start my own, and did the guy get mad when you started your own? And
2: no, it, no. I, I did a lot of work for him, a lot of subcontract work for him.
0: And what were the type of fences you were building?
2: Oh, back then it was mainly just residential chain links and wood fences, and then moved to a lot of highway fences, and then now a lot of all kinds—ornamental irons, uh, chain, you know, vinyl coated chain links, electric gates, temporary construction fence. So just lots of fences.
0: How many all. employees you have?
2: There's twelve of us.
0: There's only twelve of y'all doing all of that?
2: Yes, we do a lot of. And, and there are times we might, we might pick up a couple more during the summer.
0: So that's just the 12 people in the office. Oh, no. Who's going out in the field?
2: Uh, the, the, not me anymore. I mean, I'm out there looking at fences, but I'm, I'm not out building fences. So
0: out of those 12 people, they're also installing them?
2: Uh, there's two of us in the office and, and 10 installers.
0: That's, that just... That's a that's amazing. You do a lot of work for we just do. ten people. I've got twenty five employers, employees. Wow, I know it's kind of like herding cats. <laughs> 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 but but I would have just thought a construction company would have to have a lot more than that. For we some could reason.
2: do a lot more. We could we could do a lot more work and hire a lot more people. But uh, it's it's kind of difficult to. Uh,
0: so how did you fund this? To what? It's kind of difficult to what I didn't mean
2: to cut you off. To, uh, to increase the size of your business, hire a lot of more employees, and then increase the bottom line at the same time.
0: Chicken uh-huh. or the egg. So
2: we, we found a nice niche. We take care of our customers. And instead of going out looking for new customers, which we do take new customers, but we we primarily focus on taking care of our existing customers.
0: So there's a lot of repeat business?
2: Oh, lots. I have several contractors that we... Take care of a lot.
0: For construction. For construction. Uh,
2: and then we have uh, individuals, word of mouth. We yeah. I still have people from high school call me. You still in the fence business? Sure. Well, I need a fence. So most of our residential work is uh, word of mouth. We we don't do I much gonna advertising. I was going to ask you how
0: you got your business. You don't do much advertising?
2: Not really, no.
0: Word of mouth. And, just, and uh, you don't go out for bids for the state highway department, and stuff like that? N-
2: we we bid with uh, contractors that contact us and say they have a project they want us to give a price for. Mm-hmm. So that's where that's where most of our work comes from. Contractors. And yeah. Contractors, and then you know individuals. You you, you hear that I build fences. Mm-hmm. You need a fence. You ask someone. They say mm-hmm. we'll call Harold. Mm-hmm. So that's where.
0: How did you fund your startup, or did you need to fund it, or did you well, just need a telephone?
2: Really, uh, you know, started off with just. Really nothing, you know, an old truck and the desire to work.
0: And just started putting money in the bank.
2: Just just, just, just built the first fence and made a few dollars and built think, the second one. And
0: mm-hmm. you know, Did you have to work a part-time job while you were doing it?
2: I did not. No.
0: Did your wife have to work or did she work at the she, same time? Did you have a second income coming in? She worked
2: in? part-time in college mm-hmm. and then she finished college while when we first got married the couple she, she was in school three more years after we were married and then she worked uh, part-time uh, actually she worked full-time at first and then we started having kids and then she mm-hmm. stayed home and took care of our kids worked a little when the kids were small, but not. But when not you were much. starting
0: your business, she was working a little bit, so yes, you had to. Get, yes. That's a that's a nice yes. thing to do. So when I started my business, you know, I had to have a part time job until so you you make a little money, you put a little money away for the business, and then but you still need some more income. So you, I had a part time job. I was wondering if your wife was kind of. Yeah, she she
2: did. She worked. She uh, uh she's she's like me. Started young, working, mm-hmm. and
0: you know. I think it's kind of a shame that too many young people today don't get to start work as young as as I think we we all did, I think it really builds a nice work ethic. Otherwise, you come out of college and you're in shock. You get your first job and they're like eight hours a day at the same place. Are you kidding? <laughs> yes.
1: I got to get up at five
2: in the morning.
1: I yes.
0: know. Uh. Well,
2: she's always been a hard worker. Uh, she's, when I say she uh, she stayed at home and took care of the kids, she volunteered. and I mean, she's been a professional volunteer now for 30 years. Yeah, uh, she's really involved in uh,
0: mm-hmm.
2: more, you know, more things than I've I've been over the years.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, you are involved in a lot, and we're going to talk about all of that. So, do you have a favorite job or an installation that you that you that we might all know and see?
2: Oh, there's so. She did you do many. the
0: Osborne fence at Concrete.
2: No, we didn't. We didn't do that. But <laughs> thank if, you. But if you drive around Little Rock, there we 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 don't put signs on our fences just because. I don't,
0: You're uh, not smart. You should put a sign well, on your there, fence. We
2: should put. Fa- <laughs> yes. So, you know, if if we did a uh, a promo to where we went out tonight and put signs on all the fences all over Little Rock, yeah, people would yes. have car wrecks tomorrow because they'd be wondering where the ten thousand fence signs came from overnight. It, because there <laughs> there are fences all over the place that we
0: Harold really. Lie. Why don't you do that?
2: Well, I you, guess you we'll don't start. want any
0: more business. Well, you know, it would definitely get you business. You've got a it, billboard all over town. That's true.
2: That's true. We, uh, you know, junior deputy, we redid all those fences 20-something years ago. Uh, Episcopal Collegiate School, we, we put all that fence up.
0: Uh, well, you don't want to do it except for when you're in construction. You don't want to put maybe... Well, I don't know. I've seen Allied Fence used to have little tiny small they're fences signs, signed, yes. but we, they were small. You we couldn't put it, see it. them. We
2: put signs up for your small the fall, small fence signs, about a six by eight sign.
0: Because if there's something goes wrong with it and you got a new owner living there, they'd like to know who to call. That's true. You know, That's for repairs. True. And they're like, who did this fence? Oh, there they are right there.
2: Yeah. There, there's, there's a lot of signs out there, but you don't see a fence world sign.
0: Huh. Um,
2: Occasionally, there's one here and there, but... Not on every fence. Mm.
0: What's the hardest thing about your business?
2: Uh, I would say the two things. One is in the past, it was always digging holes in the ground. Mm-hmm. You know, because in Little Rock, there's a lot of rock.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, it's just hard work, seasonal hard work.
0: It is seasonal?
2: Well, you you know, in the summer, you're really hot. and in the, in the winter, you're really cold. So it's... You know, I, I guess that's what i mean by seasoning. Oh, because the
0: concrete I mean, won't set
2: well not so much that it's just the elements that you're out there where the guys are working in. i mean they when just it's, can't work when it's 105 degree they work. Decks, yeah i was just going to say know, the heat's got to be brutal you, you you get a guy works three or four hours and they're you know they're they're finished i mean that's mm-hmm. and then in the winter when it's cold and snowy and icy it's, Damped, it's just yeah. that, that makes it difficult so you know and finding the right people that's that's always been a challenge Yeah. But we do have good people.
0: Do you have much turnover in your in your uh, in your labor?
2: We have turnover in the additional people that we hire
0: when you have a big job come in. But
2: for this for the most part, we have the same people we've had for years.
0: Your company gives back to the community a lot. I read online or I read on your website that you did the you donated the fence to the Little Rock Marathon
2: for years. uh, The last two years or the last year was the first year in about. Thirteen years that we didn't do the fencing for the marathon, uh, but up until then, I mean, we were putting up a mile and a half of fence on a Friday afternoon and Saturday, or Thursday and Friday, and then on Sunday we were taking it down.
0: And your employees got mad at you and said you have got to quit this, Harold. No,
2: they, they didn't like it very much. It was <laughs> it took us all for the whole weekend.
0: And they're like, years. okay, enough generosity, Harold. Uh, wow. And then your the junior league.
2: We did uh, the new Junior League building. We uh, we helped them with their fence. Yes, really nice fence around their parking lot.
0: And the Boys Club, your favorite place in the world, I think That's maybe the,
2: the Boys Club. I originally started. I think it was about twenty six years ago. I started coaching basketball, and well, I guess it was basketball. No baseball. Well, it was. It started basketball when oh. when Jason was six, and then. Uh, and summer rolled around and we signed them up for baseball. Well, it might have been baseball before basketball, but anyway, it was <laughs> it was twenty twenty six years ago, and uh, coached baseball at the boy. Put co- started t ball, yeah, which is really fun.
0: Yeah, and, it is.
2: And uh, and bas- I coached basketball for about six years, and then the kids they knew more about basketball than I did. my My knowledge of basketball ends when you're about 12 years old. Mm-hmm. But the baseball, I, I continued to do that. And then when my sons, uh, were in the leagues that I coached, when they moved on to college, I just felt like it was important to continue.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: It's, 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 uh, the, uh, the RBI league has really been enjoyable, uh, coaching. The, and that's
0: kids, not with the boys club, is it? That's yes, it, it is. It's through
2: the boys and girls club, of central Arkansas. They sponsor it, uh, and we play at Lamar Porter Field.
0: So if you were watching us on Facebook before the show, you know what the RBI um, uh, league is that he's talking about. It's for inner city kids. Uh, this is going to be a great place to take a break and we come back. We're going to describe all of that and talk about opportunities for you to get your kids involved. Or if you want to get involved in volunteer, we're going to talk about that too. Um, the joint we're also going to talk about the Joiner Family Scholarship Fund, who's eligible and how to apply. And this, too, has to do with volunteerism, I believe, is how you become eligible. But Harold will tell us more and why he believes we should invest in our youth. But first, I want to remind everybody we're broadcasting live every Friday afternoon at 2 p.m. Central Time on KABF 88.3 FM, the voice of the people radio station. We're also broadcasting on your desktop application and at Flag dot com's Facebook page. And that after one week of every showings, of every show's airing a podcast is made available on all popular listening sites and YouTube. When we come back, the rest of the story.
1: Flag and banner is proud to underwrite up in your business with Carrie McCoy, where listeners are offered firsthand insight into the humanity and commonalities of successful people shared in a conversational interview with Carrie, along with this radio show, flagandbanner.com publishes a free biannual magazine called Brave. First published in October 2014, Brave magazine harnesses the power of storytelling and human empowerment. The Department of Arkansas Heritage recognized Brave magazine's documentation of American life and microfishes all editions for the Arkansas State Archives. Subscribe to this free periodical by going to flagandbanner.com and selecting magazine back to you Carrie.
0: They have no way oh. of telling you on this station but I can tell yeah. you is it done mm-hmm. oh sorry uh you're listening to uh, we're over here just having a gay old time over <laughs> here uh, a- okay we're back uh you're listening to Up In Your Business with me Carrie McCoy and I'm speaking today with philanthropist Mr. Harold Joyner and founder of Fence World in Little Rock Arkansas He's also a lover of the Boys and Girls Club, where he's volunteered. He loves what's that other place called Access for Access? What's that? What's this it, school? the school?
2: Access Group.
0: Access Group for challenged children, mentally challenged yes, children. Yes, uh, developmentally
2: disabled children. I've been on that board for ten years. Okay, uh, I've been able to uh, help them in, you know, by one by being on the board, but also. Uh we've recently uh helped them with some really nice fences around. No, more fencing? their uh, the the campus on Breckenridge, their original campus, and then a couple of years ago we uh bought the old first Christian church on Mississippi and oh. turned that into our new campus.
0: Awesome. uh, We're also going to talk about your scholarship that you started. It's going to be available in 2019. But I want to tell our listeners that if you've got questions or want to make a comment on FlaggingBanner.com's Facebook page, you can call by writing this number down and calling.
1: 501-433-0088. Again, Jason. 501-433-0088. He
0: talks fast. (laughs) 433008. Three, zero, zero, eight. Eight. <laughs> if you're shy, you can just creep on my weekly blog about life as a small business owner at flagandbanner.com. Or as I said earlier, you can listen to any of our podcasts by clicking on flagandbanner.com and then choosing radio show. Before the break, we talked about starting his business. We talked about Harold Joyner starting his business. And now we're going to talk about his newest passion the boys club of central arkansas he told us he kind of started out of necessity because he wanted his kids to play baseball i think and you asked the boys club if they did it and they said why don't you start doing that and i think that's how you got started so tell us exactly how that came to be
2: well i went over to pennock boys club to sign the kids up for baseball and basketball and greg morris uh, fortunately who's no longer with us anymore he passed away about a year or so ago uh incredible man uh he'd been at the boys and he'd been at Pinnock for over 30 years uh, um. but greg gave me my first coaching job and uh, for years i just i, I coached uh, at the clubs and then i began doing work uh, jay rogers with sportstop who is a trustee for the lamar porter field and is also on the board of directors uh, would call me for fence projects mm-hmm. and then they turned into uh just you know giving them fences
0: mm-hmm. and oh, nice!
2: so it, and then uh about 10 years ago i i began to i got put on the board of directors for the boys and girls club elected elected there yes there you go elected but and you then, played baseball i did i played so you it. know all
0: about baseball
2: i, I do did I, you play in college i didn't know
0: but you I, just loved
2: it. I do. I, I love it. I, I played here in Little Rock uh, growing up uh, at Rosedale Optimist Club. Oh. And then uh, played American Legion baseball for three years. And then uh, I should have continued in college, but I didn't. But, you know, and I needed to work. So
0: You get to live vicariously through your kids. Do any of them play baseball?
2: The, the boys played four sports. You know, they were really good athletes. Uh, they None of them played in college. Mm-hmm. But they did. They played baseball, football, basketball, and soccer.
0: Well, you look like you come from good stock. Well, thank you. You did. You look like you could be on the line of a football team.
2: Well, I played a little football in high school. I <laughs> should have played longer. And thinking back, I, you know, maybe one of the things I would have done is stayed in sports a little bit longer.
0: So, why do you think sports are important for young men?
2: Well, I think it's very important for uh, for being on a team. You know, for being uh-huh. involved with. Uh, you know the team aspect to where you're you're part of something. You're part of a team. You, uh, I think individual sports are important also, uh, tennis and golf. But uh, I think you you put the aspect of playing on a team. It's just you you learn about teamwork.
0: It's hard to play with others. It, well, I mean just. Just in general, it's hard to get along with others. You have to have a lot of forgiveness.
2: Well, you do. It's it's important, but
0: so learn it early.
2: I, I think a lot of times, especially in our RBI league, we have uh, we have kids that don't really know how to play baseball. They just want to they just want to play, and we have a spot for them. Mm-hmm. Everybody gets to play, and what happens in our league is some of the older kids act as mentors to these younger kids. And they send, they tend to take them under their wing and they tend to you know reach out and and, and and try to teach them. you know try to you know explain to them what to do when the balls hit to them. Or, What's
0: the demographics of the people that don't, that are at the Boys and Girls Club?
2: Uh, when, when we say inner city kids, we, we have kids from all the different high schools uh, from all over Little Rock and North Little Rock, actually central Arkansas. It's I
0: mean. a melting pot?
2: Yes, it is.
0: Because my grandson plays basketball there.
2: Yes. Well, we have the, the boys club, uh, Pinnacle Club has a fascinating uh, basketball program and, and has for years and years. Uh, the other clubs uh, all have, you know, teams. You know, we, we have basketball and baseball. Uh, we've we're starting softball girls softball and volleyball and soccer out at the whetstone club so there's there's lots of opportunities and, and the boys and girls clubs people is, even i thought that it was athletics but that's what
0: i was going to say It's only but, athletics but it's
2: so much more than that it's what men- else? it's it's mentoring kids it's tutoring kids mm-hmm. it's feeding kids giving kids an opportunity to have a safe place to go and and after just school, after school, and and play, and just you know, and and be kids, and feel safe, and that's awesome. You know, there's there's they there's there's so many things. I mean, there's summer reading programs, there's STEM education.
0: Do they help with? Do they help with the homework? Yes, they do. So you know, I had Clark Tucker on, and he talked about the development of children in their early ages, and that how if the money and the, they put the time and the energy and the money into children from birth till eight or ten years old, that it would change society astronomically. It it would lower our taxes. It would lower our crime. It would increase our education. It would increase the job workforce.
2: I agree. I really agree with that, you, If we're proactive instead of reactive, we start building these Head Start programs. We start putting in facilities for kids to have opportunities when they're you know, Yeah, you know, from birth to eight, like you say. Uh, we build these facilities and we invest in these children and our prisons. Yeah. Will, we, we, you know, we, we would change the face of America as far as how many people were in prison.
0: Which would save taxpayers so much money and would lower crime. Yes. So um, we had a group at, you and I go to church together, I said at the beginning of the show, and we had a, were you there when we had that group come that, that, um, that helps mentor gentlemen that come out of prison? Yes. What was the name of that group? Do you remember?
2: I'm not sure. I know that uh, Walter Hussman is really involved in that.
0: But one of the the men that stood up, and uh, it was both African-American and and Caucasian, and a, a white man stood up, and he said, I had no mentor. And when I got out of jail, I went to this program that we're talking about, and he said, I learned what a man looked like. He said, I had no idea what a man looked like. I didn't know what a father looked like. I didn't know what a husband looked like. I didn't really know what work was and what was expected of work. And he said, after a year of this, I began to see what a real man looked like because I didn't know. And he was a 30-year-old man.
2: Well, it's all about education. I mean, you you Education is so important, and that's what you
0: my wife, Jean and I— mentors. Yes. Yeah,
2: we've so been this really So this is what Clark
0: in. Tucker said. He says—I'm uh, going to quote from him from the interview, because when I heard you were coming on, I thought about Clark. He says, the earlier, the better for, to get to help children. He said, I mean, I can give you some facts that will blow your mind. This is one that I heard, and I may get it off slightly. But what I heard one day is that if the human body grew at the same uh, rate as the human brain— then at one month old, a human would weigh 170 pounds. Wow. wow. <laughs> the brain, 85% of the cognitive development takes place by the fifth birthday, and we spend 95% of our public education dollars after the fifth birthday. So we've got that backwards.
2: Yes. Yes, we, we, we really do. We, we have to concentrate on children. And, you know, I've always said, re, regardless of what their parents have done or not done, we have to make our children a priority in this country. But
0: I don't think America can parent everybody. I mean, don't parent. So maybe it's, I don't know how you teach a parent how to parent if they weren't parented. I'm not sure what the solution is, but the Boys Club's a good start at it. What is the senior RBI? Is that part of the Boys Club? Or yes. is that something you started? Tell our listeners yeah. what that well, is.
2: Well, we, we uh, I guess about. 16 years ago, Dr. Wayne Gray started the RBI program here in Little Rock, and his was the 13 through 15-year-olds, and my son Jason was in that league for a couple of years, and then there was no league after that, so that's when I started the 16 through 18, the senior RBI league.
0: What's a senior what does a senior mean? Well
2: it sen- just means that they're the older kids, that they're oh, sixteen, seventeen. They're not 18. like my age. Senior. No. no.
0: <laughs> I was like, I don't want to play baseball. And but go we ahead. Have,
2: we have a lot of a lot of young men that uh go off to college their freshman year and come back and still play. Wow. And we have we have guys that come back when they're twenty and say, Can I still play? And what we do <laughs> is we uh just get we, their fix. We, we they try just to, want their fix. We for we the, we'll baseball. let them fill in occasionally, but we try to utilize them uh in other areas, Maybe. and how
0: does that help society?
2: Oh, it just—it's—it's
0: uh, it's inner it's, city kids.
2: It's—it it's gives them an opportunity to participate in something during the summer. You know, oh, something—a summer, it's, it's summer activity. Is it free? Uh, it's for a lot of the kids. We have scholarships. Uh, it's about sixty dollars for uh, to sign up. But uh, how long does it last? It uh, we start the end of April and we finish uh, the first of August.
0: Well, that's pretty cheap.
2: Yes, it is. And we and, and if and if like fifteen
0: dollars a month.
2: And if there's a problem with the fees, then we waive those fees. We have scholarships.
0: Or you'll pay it, Harold. I know yes. you. Just yes. asking. He'll give you 60 dollars. We just
2: want yeah. the kids to come mm-hmm. out. We have this incredible field, Lamar Porter. We we raised over six hundred thousand dollars to uh, revitalize Lamar Porter. Wow.
0: Is Lamar on Woodlawn, Woodrow?
2: It is on uh, Capital.
0: Yes. In in stiff station yes, so I was driving by there last just this week and a bunch of kids in right at dark came out in in baseball. Yes, is that you or are there other well, people that play there?
2: Uh, Catholic high and Episcopal Collegiate use that field during the school year. <clears throat> okay, and in the. Uh, I guess in the spring and the fall they use those to practice. They use the field to practice. The RBI uses it during the summertime. I gotcha. And we, uh, the committee that raised all this money, we really generous donate. Uh, Kristen and Cliff Lee were really generous. Mm-hmm. Uh, the community reached out and helped, and we were able to do some things to make the field. The, ball- the ballpark is historic. It's on the historic register, and it is an incredible facility to play baseball.
0: And it's right here easy to get to right off the 630 freeway everybody can get to i'm so glad you're doing that i want to just tell everybody and take a quick break Tell everybody you're listening to up in your business with me carrie mccoy and i'm speaking today with philanthropist mr harold joiner and founder of fence world in little rock arkansas and the lover of baseball and the boys club um you i just read that in 2019 you started the joiner family scholarship yes how did that come to be
2: well about two years ago, UALR, U A Little Rock, reached out to uh, me to be on their foundation fund board, and that that board is designed to uh, set up scholarships for kids. Uh, we, you know, through the school and through working with uh, Christian O'Neill, there we uh, we just realized how important it was to set up a scholarship that that, that way we could uh, we we could endow a scholarship to where the kids would uh you know it would it'd always be there. It'd be something that, you know, it'll just fund uh, kids going to school there forever.
0: So you have to qualify for it though.
2: Yes. And one of the things we want a kid who's or a young person, young man or woman who's been involved in community service. Well kid. It, it's enough.
0: <laughs> it was kids. They're kids. <laughs> There's young adults.
2: Young adults. Uh that uh, have been involved in community service with a special emphasis on one that has been involved in the boys and girls club mm-hmm. and if there's not someone that's qualified in a particular year we'll still give the scholarship out really yes Had, it, it'll and it's through you you a little rock I
0: mean, but not everybody that applies gets the scholarship no 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 you have to have done you have to have prove that you've done a lot of volunteerism and service work yes with special preferential treatment to people to the youth to the to the young adult who volunteered at the Boys, the Boys Club because that's your favorite. Or who, place. who
2: grew up through the clubs and who was a club kid?
0: Mm-hmm. Um, did you have a hard time convincing your family that you were going to give their inheritance away?
2: Uh, no, they're uh, <laughs> in, incredibly generous. Both the, the you know that's that's one of the things that when I was thirty years old that I didn't have the resources or the time to be. You know, able to volunteer, and you know, then I, st- about thirty-five, I guess, is when uh, it was time to start coaching. Well, the resources—I st- I didn't have the resources at that point. And what I'm thinking, what I'm seeing happen in our community is the younger, a younger generation is getting involved in the philanthropic part of what's going on in our community. We, and if we can get these younger folks involved. At a younger age, then they'll get a 10, 15 fifteen-year head start on what I was able to do.
0: The millennials are and, wonderful, and, and I
2: think it's, it's it's really important that they see their their family doing it. And when they see their family doing it, they think, "Well, I want to do that." Mm-hmm. And you know, I, most most young folks are tied up, you know, building their few you know, building their careers and their families, and they just. But if they see that it's imp- how important it is, if they've been a part of that. In like, their teenage years like both of my boys coached for three years in the rbi league the younger league mm-hmm. while they were going to college jason in high school and college and then jonathan while he was in college mm-hmm. and it meant so much to them because i think it impacted them probably as much or more as it impacted the young kids they were coaching
0: i agree 100 percent. paying it forward will impact you so much
2: and so I'm really happy that they were able to do that. They got and to
0: see what it's like to be a man. That, that, that yes. very thing we're talking about. How? What does it look like? It looks like that.
2: Well, my wife told me when, years ago that I had four eyes watching everything that I do. And now <laughs> I'm thinking I have thousands of eyes watching everything that I do. And it's important that what I do is important. I mean, So the four
0: eyes were her and the, well, two, the, and the kids? Well, the four eyes were the, the two boys. Two, the two boys. <laughs>
2: and And now it's... You, you know, it's, it's the entire community, right. and it's important that what I do is is the, is good.
0: All right. You're a wonderful person. Thank you so much for coming on. I want to ask you, how do people apply for your scholarship? How do people get involved at the Boys Club? And how do people buy from Fence World? Those are the three wow. things that you've got to end this show with.
2: Well, to start off with it, UA Little Rock uh, since this is the first year, I'm not specific on exactly how, but they, uh, I will find out exactly what they need to do. They really contact UA Little Rock, the admissions. And, and they'll tell them. And they can tell them. And they'll them, guide them through it. And they can guide them through You could probably
0: go that. online at UALR. It's not, is it UALR U, UA Little Rock. UA Little Rock. And you can probably type in the, the Joiner Family Scholarship. Yes. And you can probably find out the information there. Yes. And then they'll get to meet you because I'm sure you shake the hand when you award it to people. Yes. And then uh, if they want to do the boys' club, call the boys' club?
2: Call the boys' club. We have six clubs, two, uh, two in North Little Rock and four in Little Rock. Uh, just uh, contact our, our main office. Uh,
0: See what the requirements are if you want to volunteer, or you could probably get a list of opportunities there for your children.
2: Well, there are, uh, there are uh, opportunities online for oh. the, you know, Boys and girls, it's uh, ourclubs.org. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then also we have Little Rock RBI to where oh, yeah. we would really like for as many young men as possible to sign up you know, 13 through 18.
0: Is that on the Boys Club uh, website?
2: We have we have our our own website. Uh, and and, and RBI. if you just type com? in Little Rock RBI, it will take RBI. you to our, our website. Okay. And you can sign up online. Uh, I'm not sure if you can sign up now for next year, but about the first of april you can start signing up when
0: the weather gets nice
2: the weather gets nice time for baseball but uh yes it's uh lots of opportunities
0: what what do you get out of this
2: you know it's just uh just doing something good just you know just being a part of something that's that's good that makes a difference and helps Mm -hmm. helps our community and you know, it impacts our community.
0: I wish everybody could see your face when I said that, because he kind of got red and he was like, you could just tell that you'd like, I get so much out of this. It makes you very emotional. <laughs> thank, you, very thank, thank you, Harold. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you here, Harold. I have a gift for you. Thank you for coming oh, well, on.
2: Well, thank you so much.
0: Desk set from Arkansas flag and banner, a us and Arkansas flag. That'll look good in your office.
2: It will. I mean, wonderful. And and thank you so much for all you do. I, you know, it, I, I know you're busy in the community and i what you're doing here is important and impactful, and uh, I, I just, so. I just really, you know, applaud what you're doing. Thank you, and thank you guys both so much for letting me be a part of it. You are so welcome. welcome.
0: It's been a pleasure to spend an hour with you, Jason. Mm-hmm. Thank you for coming mm-hmm. on. How was your first day?
2: I
1: really enjoyed it. This is, he did
0: good, didn't he? Harold? He did
1: very good. I'm trying.
0: Uh, so who's our guest <laughs> next
1: week? Uh, I do believe that's Georgia from our house, a state-of-the-art homeless shelter here in Little Rock. Is that a replay?
0: It's a replay. I thought so. Okay. Georgia has retired, and but her legacy lives on. She was there for I don't know almost twenty years. You know, Harold, you know Georgia from our house.
2: I don't think I. Do. Oh, she's
0: just she's like you. She just gives and gives and gives I, to I the I community. I've met her
2: because i we've done some things with them. Yeah, we've, well, of
0: course you have. You've done something with everybody. <laughs> um, um, but um, she'll be, we're going to replay hers because it's the giving season. Oh, And I thought perfect. this was a good time to have Harold on to talk about giving, and it's a good time to have replay hers because she talks about giving and how you can give to our house. It's a homeless shelter for uh, women, children, and men. Um, and uh, if you, Jason, um, would like to tell our listeners how they can be a part of the show,
1: if you have a great entrepreneurial story you'd like to share with Carrie, you can send a brief bio to questions at upyourbusiness.org, uh, message on facebook.com, flagandbagger.com, Facebook, or make a comment on our blog.
0: That is three easy ways to get in touch with me. And lastly, I want to tell our listeners, thank you for spending time with us. If you think this program has been about you, you're right, but it's also been for us Thank you for letting us fulfill our destiny. We hope that today is that you've heard or learned something that's been inspiring or enlightening and that it, whatever it is, will help you up your business, your independence, or your life. I'm Kerry McCoy, and I'll see you next time on Up In Your Business. Until then, be brave and keep it up.
1: You've been listening to Up In Your Business with Kerry McCoy, a production of FlagAndBanner.com, If you miss any part of this show or want to learn more about UIYB, go to flagandbanner.com and click on Radio Show or subscribe to her weekly podcast wherever you like to listen. All interviews are recorded and posted the following week with links to resources you heard discussed on today's show. Carrie's goal is to help you live the American dream.
3: Arkansas flag and banner is proud to underwrite up in your business with Carrie McCoy McCoy began this broadcast a year and a half ago with the intention of offering a mentoring platform for those with an entrepreneurial spirit through candid conversation and interesting interviews with business and community minded Arkansans listeners gain insight into starting and running a business the ups and downs of risk-taking and the commonalities of successful people. Carrie McCoy, founder and president of Arkansas Flag and Banner, believes in paying knowledge and experience forward and developed this radio show as a means of doing so. The biographies, life experiences and wisdom of her guests would likely go unheard if not for this venue. Rarely do people open up for an hour to an audience about their life, mistakes, triumphs and pitfalls. This unique radio show allows the listener intimate access into the stories of prominent leaders in our state. I am Adrian McNally, manager of the Arkansas Flag and Banner Showroom and Gift Shop located on the first floor of the historic Taborian Hall on the corner of 9th and State Streets in downtown Little Rock, Arkansas. In business for 43 years, we offer an old school shopping experience with front door parking, clerks to help you and department store variety. Open to the public Monday through Friday 8 to 5:30 and Saturday 10 to 4.